welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 1045 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. 1 John 4, 16 through 18, and it says, It says, And we have known and believed that the God, or, sorry, And we have known and believed that the love God has for us God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. The love, and this is, this is really what I'm praying right here, love has been perfected among us in this way that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. And then here we go. 18 is just amazing. See, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So my prayer is that our students, as they're catching revelation of Jesus, they're just growing in boldness and courage and perfect fear or perfect love is casting out any fear, any and every fear. And so by the end of this year, 2019, I want our students, it's, it's, our, it's our heart that our students are more in love with Jesus at the end of 2019, and then 10 years from now, just keep growing in love with Jesus. So we're praying the scriptures. I want you to know that um, we're being intentional. Uh, how about the worship team that was up here? Oh, my God. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. We're raising up musicians, but not just musicians. We're raising up worshipers, okay? And there's a difference. And so we're just so grateful for them. Um, we're about to hear from a couple amazing students. I want to introduce um, my friend Mitch, he is kind of new, and Mitch, wave your hand. He played guitar and sang how he loves, and he's just incredible. The way the Lord's moving in his life, I believe we have a video. Is it ready to cue up that video? Cool. Enjoy. My name is Mitch Adamson, and I've always uh, lived in Wichita, Kansas. Um, always been told that I need to go to church, and you know I need to believe in God. Um, one of the terms that was always thrown at me was this idea of grace, and you know I didn't really know what grace was, but you know I went along with it because it was something I was supposed to feel. You know I was a leader in the church. That was that was something that leaders should have is that feeling of grace and um, there was there's inconsistencies with my life um, at school and then when I went to church there was things that I struggled with and not knowing what grace was was something that led to the struggle and the fall away um, as I entered into high school um, when I got to high school I really really struggled to stay centered in Jesus I had struggles with my church, I had struggles with the people around me, um, and I tried to find my identity apart from Jesus. When I started to find my identity in other things, there was this voice, this voice that said, you know, you're not loved by God, you know, God doesn't know you. I began to let, you know, the voice of the Holy Spirit go to the back of my mind and began to listen to a voice of, of the shame that I wasn't good enough for God. And I, and I let my life go after that. You know, I let my life become one that wasn't under grace. I let my life chase after the, the, I let myself chase after the desires of my heart. I began to, to hurt people and break their hearts and their spirits. 
I began to fall deeper into pornography and deeper into drinking. I, I struggled so much with the idea that God didn't love me. And because of that, I wasn't worthy to talk to him. And I ran and I ran and I ran. I remember just praying every night, God, please bring me back. I know there's some truth. I know you have something that you can give to me. There's something um, that I need to know. And I struggled for, for years just with the idea that I don't know how I'm ever, ever supposed to, to reach there. I don't know how I'm ever supposed to find God. Um, and then I began to harden my heart against God. I began to I began to run away from his leading and his calling even more. I wouldn't even, you know, talk to my parents when they asked and invited me to church. Um, but one day my mom really wanted me to go and I wanted to please her. So I went to church and there was a man there and he was talking. He didn't seem very educated. He didn't seem like he had his life put together. But he, he, he had a message that changed my life. He had a message that you know, God had the lights on and He was waiting for me to come home. And that message broke through everything in my life. And it, it changed how I thought because for so long I believed the lie. It had become truth to me that He didn't love me. And when He told me that message that God had always been waiting for me to come home, that He always has been there for me and He always loved me, I couldn't just keep quiet about it. And from there, God began to transform my heart and my mind. He began to work on me. He began to let me know that, hey, Mitch, just because, you know, you love me and you want to follow me doesn't mean you're going to not struggle. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. But it means that you just got to trust in me. You got to trust that I can be everything that you need. And my life began to transform. It began to look, look more like, you know, what I always wanted it to. For the first time ever, I knew what the word grace meant. That all the things that I struggled with, all the things that I had ever gone after, He saved me from those. You know, I didn't deserve it, and that was grace. I didn't deserve the love that He showed upon me. And that message that He was there for me through it all is the message that continues to inspire me each day. It's the message that, you know, no matter how far I run, you know, He's climbing up every mountain. He's breaking down every wall. He's tearing down every, every lie in my heart to come after me, and He loves me. And from that, you know, I know I'm not a perfect person, but I know that He's good and He's strong, and I live under that grace every day. That's just incredible. I'm going to say something, and it's, it's what Mitch is talking about, but, and this is going to sound redundant and obvious, but I just think it's so good. There's grace to press into grace, okay? And so it's all about what Mitch is sharing, his story. It's all about grace. Grace draws us into Jesus. When we catch true revelation of what grace actually is and who God actually is, it just actually draws us to him. It's not about being good. It's not about trying to be a good Christian. It's just about drawing into Jesus and who he is and banking on, banking on the blood of Jesus. 
and pleading out over your life. I love it, Mitch. It's a super powerful testimony. God's going to use you. God's going to continue using you to do crazy things that you never thought. You'd be places you never thought you were going to be. And so I'm just speaking that over you. I'm just praying further anointing over you. So good. All right. I don't know if you guys are ready for this next person. Katie, can you come up here? Yes. Before, before we start real quick, because it's going to be kind of like uh, uncapping a fire hydrant. So <laughs> just get ready. This is Katie. She's a senior at Eisenhower High School. Katie is on fire for Jesus. She's one of our student leaders. And so we're just asked her to bring a word today. And so I'm asking you guys to open your ears, open your hearts. I hope you're learning something from your students. Um, because the way Jesus talks to kids is just incredible. The way the Holy Spirit it says it says to be childlike in the Bible, and so we're just we're just childlike. We just love Jesus, and it's a simple, pure love, and mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna find as you listen to Katie. So, real quick, will you just pray with me? We're gonna pray over her, and then I'm gonna set her loose. Okay. So, Father, thank you so much for Katie. I'm asking for anointing to fall on the message. Thank you for who she is in you. Thank you, Jesus, that she's listening to you, that she's listening to the voice of truth, that that's what she's pressing into, not lies. Um, But she knows who she is in you, and she's hungry to know more. And so, Father, Mm -hmm. I just pray anointing over her words. Would you um, just speak clearly through her Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give it up one more time for Katie. All right, like you said, my name is Katie, and it's a privilege to be up here. I love Jesus, so that's just my warning. I, like you said, a fire hydrant, I get really excited. I'm a Jesus freak, everyone knows that. So just be ready, just be ready to be changed and transformed by the love of Jesus. So I'm gonna first start talk about how I got into youth ministry. So I found God when I was about 14. I'm 18 now, but, so not that long ago, but it wasn't anything like cool, like too cool, like he didn't like say Katie, like or say my name or anything like that. I just came to identity crisis. And I believe this identity crisis is something we all hit. And whether that's when you're like really old or you're middle-aged or whatever, and like we all hit this identity crisis. So I hit that when I was about 14. I found out like the world isn't perfect, which is real. I'm an innocent person. So that's really late to find out things aren't always going to be perfect. So I hit that. I hit that path. And I realized that there was hurt in the world. And I didn't know how I was going to take it at first. Like I remember my parents just got divorced. I was like, what do I do? Because like I wasn't used to it. So for me, like I've always seen two paths. So I've seen a path of people of this world. So you have of this world and of God. In this world, you see people just being, they're trampled by this world, by their emotions, they're depressed, they have anxiety, they have all this, and everything that hits them, it knocks them down. And then I saw Jesus, and I didn't understand Jesus then, and I saw like people so in love with something they could not see. And when they got hit by this world, they got back up, and they got better from it. So I, I was just like, You know, like, I'd rather decide on Jesus. Like, it was the best decision I've ever made. It's changed me radically. So I started off in a really, really small church. Like, I don't know if if any of you guys heard of Westside Christian. It's like, it was like a dome building. But I remember my youth group was like 15. And like, I was so chill with that. Like, they were all my family. And I loved going there. 
But we, and I went there for four years, a lot of youth camps, a lot of stories, and just a fun time. And then that church actually closed. And I just remember being like crushed. I was like, no, like they're my family. Like, what am I gonna do, God? And my dad said, when God closes a door, he opens another one. And I didn't have hope in that then. And then now I look back, I'm like, whoa. Cause like a month later, my, my, aunt she called me invited me to Chicago and it was like spontaneous and you know I was like a trip like okay like so I decided to go and like God radically changed me again he told me that I don't need to be comfort be comfortable because he's a comforter I think it's a yeah <laughs> no he he showed me how he can make me comfortable and like I didn't know anyone there but I came out with all this family and like I'm so thankful because of that and I got back and Matt asked me to be an intern me and Grace Davis and yeah we just kind of went all hard like full-heartedly after God and it was so cool and so now I'm going to talk a little bit about Reliance's youth group so I just want to tell you guys that that room in there it's full of spiritual maturity like you will see you will see 12 year olds on their knees in worship, on their face crying because they're so overwhelmed by God's presence. You will see high schoolers that are all cocky, like humble at God's presence, like crying. And it's like, it's crazy. Like every Wednesday night, every time you know God and get in his presence, you are changed, you are wrecked. Like Corey Asbury says, you are wrecked and it's good. It's a good of being wrecked with him. And it's not just about going to camps, like camps are awesome, like, but there, it's not about those highs because we're on this high all the time. When you have a relationship with God, it's not about going to a camp and be like, woo, Jesus. No, it's about walking in it every day, loving, love that transforms everyone you meet. Like we are not the same. I know Matt always says, Matt and Jacob, they say that we're not here on Wednesday nights to entertain. We never are. Like, if y'all come, don't be, I mean, we play, we get you, we play some four square, like, to get you into it, and then we hit you with Jesus, like, right when you walk in that room. So it's a fun time, but it's so cool, the youth, and like how, like, we're introduced to God. And like, I love this verse, so I'm gonna share, share it with you. So Matthew 17, 20 says, I tell you the truth, if your faith is as big as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. All things will be possible for you. How cool is that? Yeah. You know, any bit like a mustard seed faith, you can move mountains. And it's not because of you and it's not because of your efforts, it's because of Jesus. And I think that's so, so cool. So um, I'm very young compared to, not compared to that would be mean, but like, I'm just, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, I'm very young, but I've just seen God transform. I felt God's presence. I felt his love, his all-consuming love. And I think that we're so easy to label teenagers as rebellious. Like, let's just push them in the corner. But I will not be labeled by anything but a child of God. No matter what label anybody puts on you, that's a label I walk with. And I thought about this. So like for all the parents out there, so if you went to a park, if your kids were young, like if they're older, that's kind of weird. But um, you go to a park and your kids like go off and they start messing with the kids and they're like getting in trouble, like throwing rocks. Like what, and someone comes up to you like, is this your child? I mean, would you claim them? Like some of you are like, no, not mine, not mine. But like, 
I feel like he would, you will claim your kid. You'll be like, okay, they're mine. And you still love them no matter if they fell. And that's how God thinks about us. We get in trouble. We walk away from him. We fell. We, we are still his child no matter what. We are still defined by love no matter how far we go away. And this made me think of this. So God, he came from a heavenly throne. He came down and he loved everyone. He never sinned. He was beat, unrecognizable. And you know what he said when he got on the cross? He said, Lord, please, won't you forgive them? They, don't, they know not what they're doing. And so if, you, if God has grace for people that will beat him, does he not have grace for you? Does he not have grace for you when you push him away? He has grace for you. He has grace for everyone. He died for you. He saw the cross and he saw you and he said it was worth it. He loves you guys so much. And I just want you guys to understand it. And you can have this like childlike faith. You can have this passion. It's waiting for you. So one other thing I think about when I think about God is how much of you guys go to Table Rock Lake? Anyone? Yes. Okay. Well, have you guys ever jumped off a cliff? I know some of y'all go, go up there and you never jump, but like, yeah, but I, I have. So, so what I think about um, Jesus's love is, you know, like you get on the cliff and you get really close to the edge and you're like, yeah, woo, fun. And then you're about to jump and then you get scared. And you're like, okay, like you pace back. You're like, oh no. And that's how so much of us like go at God's love. We're so ready to surrender. We're so ready to go through the edge. But that jump will free you because when you hit that water, God's gonna walk on water with you. Like why do we forget that our God walks on water? You think you're gonna be sinking in the waves? No, God's gonna be walking over the waves. So we need to surrender everything to him because it will change us and it will consume us and we will be different no matter how young, no matter what you've gone through, you can change. You can move mountains in his name. It's not about you anymore. You look in the mirror, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. And I'm just, and God has transformed these RSM students. Like how amazing is it that these middle schoolers are going full-heartedly at God at such a young age? Like they can do anything. And I think that's just so amazing. And we don't just love, like I said before, we just don't love because, oh, like I like you because you did something nice for me. We love everyone because his love consumes us. So it goes off after everyone. Like if you don't know God, you're always gonna be thriving after something. You're always gonna be going after something like, okay, maybe this will make me happy. But God gives you this joy that's not gonna run dry. He's a well that never runs dry and you guys can go for, at him anytime. And yeah, but he's super, I'm sorry, I'm getting really excited. <laughs> and I'm just saying that a little fire in your soul, you know, that can start wildfires. So you guys, like, you guys just in your room, in the secret place, getting to know God, like, what a difference could that make? Like, I remember this summer, um, God challenged me to start a Bible study at my school. At first, I was like, mm, like, what? Like, at school? Like, getting there early? I was like, no. But, like, God, like, God was like, you know, be obedient. Go after me, and I will show you. I'll give you blessings. I'll give you the material. I'll give you everything you need. And God's really shown me how to walk in his faith this year, and it's super cool. And I just wanted to challenge everyone, you know, go after youth ministry, like all ministry, you guys should be part of everything, not just in this church either. Like we don't live inside these four walls, we live everywhere. Some people will never read the Bible, but they should know you're a Christian by the way you love. Even being in your presence should light up a room. 
You know, and I think that's so amazing. And you guys all have the capability of helping us, helping the children, helping anyone. Maybe your testimony is the key to unlock someone's relationship with God. Maybe your story, maybe your mentoring. There's so much people that don't have parents, that don't have like some people, people that live with one parent, that they don't have that mentor. So I think it's so cool if you guys just step into that place. You all can do it, and it's so amazing. And to walk in God is just to love, like I said. And that's the best truth you'll ever hear. You just gotta be loved. There is no hate in God. There is no fear in God. There is no anxiety in God. God makes darkness tremble. So when you walk, you should make darkness tremble too. And so I think that's so cool. And yeah, that's really all I have to say. But yeah, thank you guys. So I don't know what I was thinking, but I gave Jacob the opportunity to go before her. And so I get the job of following that up. Um, Tell me that's not a passionate transformation life of Jesus. Amen. And so I'm going to be honest with you. I was over there tearing up during like pretty much all of this today. I just, I'm like a proud dad of watching students. Guys, I get the privilege every week to see this over and over and over again. It is truly a privilege to get to serve your students. And I mean that. I've been doing this for 16 years full time, and I couldn't imagine doing anything different. Like, uh, Jacob Hall was in sixth grade when I met him, and I see him walking as a man of God. And I see Jacob Halls and Jordans, and, and I see all of these, these kids raising up, and they're pastors and preachers and evangelists, disciple makers. Amen? That's what I see. And they're standing before you today. I just want to bring some light to this. I don't know if you saw Anna. She looks like she's a senior in high school, but she's in eighth grade. And she led that song today. She has an anointing over her life like I've never seen before. This is a young woman who three times a day stops and reads her Bible. And it is more important to her that she is streaking on the Bible app than, than on Facebook or on, on, on Instagram or, or whatever, Snapchat. If you don't know what that means, it's okay. What that means is that she does not miss a day for over 100 days because it's so important to her that she's in her word. And that's, what, that's her priority. Come on. It's not just a matter of what she's doing in public. It's what she's doing in her private life. She is growing in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you guys this. This is what we get to see every day. And so um, I'm just blessed today. Amen. Were you blessed by that? Come on. And so I just want to share with you just some stuff that's happening in uh, youth ministry real quick. And then we're going to finish up, get to this awesome chili cook-off pie auction. It's going to be a fun day. But um, 2019 is an exciting time. Super excited about what's happening. Uh, One of the things that I feel like about four or five years ago, God shifted my mentality, is for a long time I was an entertainer. I, I, I wanted the kids to have the most fun, constantly putting my efforts into planning the coolest events and all of those things. But I'm telling you right now, there's nothing that wrecks you more than watching a, a young man or woman who, who had, I believe, absolute real encounters with Jesus walking away from those, those, that faith. And the problem is, is that's what entertainment gets you. 
We have come to this place of being an equipping center because when we begin to equip students and tell them and encourage them in their identity, it's exactly what, what Katie said. That should be our role. We encourage people in their identities, and they come into a true relationship with Jesus. There's no walking away from that. Amen? And that's why, man, Mitch, your testimony, holy cow, dude. I've known this kid. I videotaped his, his testimony in eighth grade before all of the stuff that he said happened. I sat down with him uh, two weeks ago in a Starbucks, and he's telling me just what God's been doing in his life. But he's telling, he's just going, Matt, I've been in this far place. I've been doing these things and all this stuff. And when he said the words, you know, I've, I've heard about grace my entire life. I was told about grace, but until you experience grace, you don't get it amazing grace that saved a wretch like me that's transformation right there that kid has an anointing over his life like crazy he's starting bible study on his on his uh, at maze again because he has this renewed passion in him because he's the son of god that's who he is he was never defined by all of those things satan comes to steal kill and destroy but let me tell you something god has no rival his truth will always be true. Even if Satan comes to try to deceive you, truth is still truth, amen? And it, when it roots and it takes deep down, Mitch, there was never a question that you were gonna come back to the full understanding of Jesus. And you're walking in it. I'm so blessed by that. And so he's sitting here singing about God's love today. And I'm going, I don't know, if I looked over at him multiple times and he's just smiling. Did you guys see it? I'm telling you, that's not because, that's revelation right there. And so what we do on Wednesday nights, I know that we might, we, we could probably have some more fun and do some things, but I promise you, if they come, they will hear the gospel. They will hear the love of Jesus for them, and they will come to that understanding. That is my kingdom assignment, is, is literally calling people into who they are in Jesus and building kingdom identity, not earthly identity. And so we're excited about that. On Mondays at 6 o'clock, the first and third Monday, we do worship practice. Jacob starts off with a, a Devo, and we get into it, and sometimes it's messy, man. We have kids who want to start. They're starting instruments in, at, at sixth grade. That's hard. Their fingers aren't strong enough, and they're, you know, we're going over the same things. But then you get to reap the di dividends of that when you see it up here on a Sunday morning, and you see kids that are just loving Jesus through, through the talents God gave them, but more than anything, through a heart of worship. Amen? And so first and third, we do that. Uh, and it goes year round. We have so much fun. And then on Wednesdays, we, we come in there. I'll tell you guys, we need help. I know it looks like we have it all together, um, but we don't. Thankful we have people who, who literally serve and, and help us organize. They're not even in here today. Holly Millers and, and my wife Darcy and, and all uh, Jackie. And they're, they're our organization, okay? We have fun. We're crazy. They're our organization. We're thankful. But we need your help. If you want to serve, that goes for kids' ministry. This is not a shameless plug. I reap the benefits of an amazing kids ministry. And that leads us into this next part. Guys, I have never, when I started, we started with five kids in my basement, okay? Jacob was one of them, okay? We had, we had worship team like we did, and it was crazy, okay? And, and watching this thing unfold, and it began to build into something, and numbers began to grow, but you saw this beautiful understanding of, of what it means to pursue Jesus and have a heart for him. And it's amazing to see the benefits of that years and years later. And I'll tell you, we had no middle schoolers. 
And then we grew to three or four, and I was just like, man, how do we do this? Guys, we have 40 middle schoolers that attend every Wednesday now, but here's the best part. I love this. Our middle schoolers are leading our high schoolers and challenging them, pressing into worship. They're the ones praying. They're the ones, and I'm going, whoa. And the high schoolers like, these middle schoolers are, are just taking over. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Step up, right? No. They're, and the high schoolers are doing a great job. We're seeing Bible studies, and, and, and you see it in Katie. Obviously, they're doing a great job, but I love these middle schoolers, man. It's just so cool. And so I wanted to show you a testimony, okay? I want you to think about sixth and seventh graders changing their schools, being bold in Jesus. Watch this. Okay, so um, we kind of wanted to start a Bible club um, at our school after she off the pool. Um, and we, uh, we had like a pretty good group turnout at Goddard Middle School. And then um, we uh, realized that we kind of wanted to do it more than once a year. That evening, several of us attended See You After the Pool, which is where we pray and we celebrate what God did at our schools and we were challenged to then start our Bible study. If someone were to ask me why they would come and what do they do, I would say we have our time in the Commons for us to talk about whatever we want. So we usually talk about the Bible and God. And so we first we start off with an encouraging word and then we do prayer. And usually people at the end when we do prayer, they, they ask us if we can pray for something specifically. And so we're usually, they usually just raise their hand and we're like, yeah, sure, we can pray for that. A few of our bumps along the way were, or oh, we couldn't be an official Bible group because they wouldn't allow actual clubs. So we overcame that by going in the commons and they can't really tell us what we can or can't talk about. So we go at 7 so that we have enough time for our Bible group, and it goes to 7.15. Luke one thirty seven says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. That's why we gave ourselves the name CIA, which stands for Christ in Action. Christ in Action describes us because it shows that um, a bunch of people just from all over can come together at school and just shine God's light in your school. I felt it was important to start the Bible study because a lot of my friends don't go to church regularly and they wanted to learn more about Christ. Uh, I just want to thank all the leaders at RSM for encouraging us in our Bible group and just like giving us some words of like testimony that can help us go in our uh, lessons in our Bible group. We're averaging around 15 students every Tuesday. We look forward to see what Christ is doing in our Bible study, and we can't wait to see where this journey takes us. Just remember, Luke 1.37 says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. So whether you want to start a Bible study of your own, or you have a completely different goal, I challenge you to go for it. Because nothing is impossible with God. I made the movie, I'm getting emotional, this is stupid. <sighs> what the heck? Guys, this is why we do what we do. 
to encourage people in their kingdom identity that they might know and understand the love of Jesus. And that love of Jesus would compel them, would stir them enough to serve well, to live well, to spend their teen lives living for Jesus, not for themselves. That's bold. I hope that you're stirred by them today because that's what they do to me every day. They challenge me to live well. To each one of you, you are sons, you are daughters of a living king. And he has bought you with a high price. He has literally called you his precious possession and never let any word come against that. I promise you, this congregation was touched by you today. By who you are. By your presence. And I'm just thankful for you. And so as we finish today, congregation, I encourage you not to see these guys, as Jacob said, as, as rebellious or whatever it might be. Holy cow, man. These are, these are literally world changers. This last Wednesday, we had a, a prayer night. And it was a student citywide prayer. And I, if you've been to the citywide prayer for the, for the city, you've just seen God radically break down walls in the church and denomination. And, and you've seen a city rally together under the umbrella in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And what seemed impossible for so many years, God is just wrecking all of those things. And this is what I see in a generation. Listen, I don't, I don't see anything. I see a mighty wrecking ball coming against the things that seem impossible. Truly, that's what I see. When these kids walk in their kingdom identity, I see this just demolishing strongholds, demolishing these impossibilities. And I see literally it transform what we know. And so on this on last Wednesday, we had a, this, we met at New Life Covenant and we had about 300 students from around the city and, and nine different churches that were involved. And there could be more, but nine that I know of. And we're coming together under this prayer. <laughs> okay. Most youth go, I don't want to be a part of that. Are you kidding me? Prayer. But this is the, this is what I got. I got over 15 text messages from students from around the city and from our own going, I wish we could do that every day. I don't know if I've ever had an experience like that before. Matt, I want more of this. How can we do this? I was challenged. I want to live in my mission-minded. I want to live for him. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this thing. Guys, that's what, that's what it's all about. It's so cool. And so today for our, our 2019 RSM Chili Cook-Off, this is what it's going for. These students serve well. If they're here welcoming as they come in, helping grab chili, doing those things, we're going to set up this room. We're going to flip it. We're going to have all this stuff, but this is what it's for. It's for discipleship. It's for investing in students and equipping them, and they're going to go to cool camps and stuff this year, and they, yes, they cost money, but what we're doing is June 10th. Oh, let's uh, Real quick, um, the, the middle schoolers are going to something new this year called Youth America, and uh, we're excited about it. We looked it up. It looks like unbelievable discipleship, tons of fun. There looks like a slip and slide that Jacob and I will be on all week. Sometimes we have to suffer really bad, okay? And, um, and <laughs> we'll probably get in trouble. There's a good chance. Um, 
But it is going to be so much fun. And so those signups are already online. If you have a middle schooler, that's for anybody going into sixth grade or um, and then eighth grade. If you're exiting eighth grade, you'll go to high school camp. This year for high school camp, uh, we actually rented a lake house retreat on Table Rock. And uh, we're going to have boats and all sorts of fun. But the, the nights and the days are going to be very intentional because they're going to equip practical practices for the kingdom. And so we're super excited for that. But then we also get to have fun at the lake. And so we're looking forward to that. Um, if you guys want to sign up, I'm telling you there are sp- only a certain amount of spots. So I didn't do that soon. But that's what this is going for. You're helping students go to these camps. And, and man, you heard it. Life, life, ha- life changes happen at those retreats and camps. Amen. And uh, so cool. And so we thank you for your guys' support. Everything we do, it seems ridiculous when a cake goes for 200 but I'm telling you, you just paid for somebody to go to camp. That's amazing. And so um, thank you for your support. Uh, just a couple things. Um, the, when we, we dismiss here in a minute, you're going to go out those doors, and we actually have a lunch for you. And it might be like a, a, a mobile lunch, okay? So uh, it's going to be chili Frito pies. You can fill that bag up, walk around with it as we're flipping this room around. We're going to have chilies on the outside of it, and then we're going to have round tables in the middle so we sit as many people as possible. Um, I encourage you to taste every chili. Don't fill up on just the lunch because it's amazing. We also have macaroni out there for those who don't like chili or you have kids who are like, nope, that's disgusting. Um, but there's, there's so many chilies, and some of them are absolutely amazing, but I'll tell you, some of them, um, you, your taste buds might be gone because they'll burn them off, but it's always a good time. And so uh, what we're going to do, we're not going to close out with a song or anything like that because we have so much to do. And so I just want to give you guys just a quick little bit of instruction. My wife is amazingly organized, and she made these cool... Um, uh, slides that will tell how to vote. Okay. I'm asking you guys to please only vote one time. And the reason why is because it's easy to, to pad the thing. If I see that like one number voted a whole bunch of times, we'll disqualify your chili. Okay. So we have all of these awesome, um, chili cake auction directions and it might seem a little confusing but how you'll basically vote is type in tiny url and then if you have a phone if you don't have a phone we'll still take paper um don't or paper um votes and we can do that and then uh, same way if you're a youth and you're helping today you have to fill out another tiny url little thing that my wife made and that will sign you up to make sure that you got uh, credit for today and anybody helping will split everything up and you'll get credit last year i think every kid got at least a hundred dollars towards camp which is awesome i think we raised over five thousand dollars which is so cool um and so you can kind of read that. There's pop for a dollar and, and out there, water's free. Um, the lunch is out that way. But this is what I want to do. Um, really quick, if you guys saw somebody who's part of the worship team today, go up and encourage them. They need to be encouraged in that. If, you, uh, if, you, if you're a student and you don't have chili, see where you can help out serve the best you possibly can. If you have a chili, I encourage you to flip those tables as quick as possible. Set up. We're going to try to do this thing. I've been telling people all day, our, our job is to manage chaos, and it's pretty much youth ministry, okay? And so I want to pray for us. We're going to flip this thing, and we're going to get going, all right?
Let's do it. God, you're good. Father, we thank you for this day, for this day is truly the day that you've made. Father, we rejoice in it. God, we celebrate the lives of these young students, men and women who are just in love with you. And so, Father, I pray that you would just continue to pour out your spirit and that, God, just great res- revelation of, of who these, these kids are in you. Father, I pray that they would hold tight to that kingdom identity the rest of their lives and that, God, you would raise up warriors for your kingdom. God, we're believing it. We thank you for for um, all that you do, all your goodness. Um, Father, um, it's in your name that we pray. Everyone said, oh, and bless this awesome food. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.